Hey, I want to talk to you about Good Ranchers. Um, you know that there is a, a problem with meat right now, if you've bought meat. Uh, I am really thrilled to bring Good Ranchers on with us now. Um, Good Ranchers is a, is a subscription where you can get meat, and it's American meat. There are a lot of these things that are out there, but this one is the only one that I would endorse because it is American meat, and it is helping the ranchers and the farmers here in America. Right now, you can get $30 off. They're already low prices plus free shipping by just going to goodranchers.com slash Glenn. Do a one-time order or you can subscribe and save an additional $25 off of every box. Plus, when you subscribe, your price will never go up for the life of your subscription. I don't know how they're going to do that, but you can't lock in the grocery store price like that. Go to goodranchers.com slash Glenn. Goodranchers.com slash Glenn. Get $30 off free shipping now. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. We're going to give you an update on what is coming your way at the grocery store, what is coming your way, and and how to prepare for it. What is the best thing that you can do? We'll go there in 60 seconds. We have some breaking news. It looks like Russia has claimed a limited ceasefire in key cities. Uh, Now, they did this this weekend. Uh, and then they broke that ceasefire, so I don't know, but that is the latest news. Uh, all right, let me tell you about Blinds.com. The weather is starting to warm up. Last last week, this week, this weekend, was it so hot and humid here you couldn't take it, Stu? It was just, I thought it was brutal with the, with the humidity this weekend. Really? Yeah, it was like 80 degrees and, I don't know, a thousand percent humidity. I'm welcoming the fall away from... This ridiculous. We had hail well, this morning. Hail. What was good? What? Hail. I dressed today in light clothes because I thought it was going to be hot, and we have hail this morning. Hail. This is. It's global climate change. Yes. It's global climate. Anyway, Thank you. Weather's warming up means uh, you're going to start opening up your house, uh, start sprucing the place up, giving it all the TLC. Maybe you got away with ignoring over the past several months. One of the first places to start with your window treatments. For that, you should go to Blinds.com. Whether you're upgrading one room or doing the whole house, Blinds.com has you covered. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings with 40,000 star five review, five-star reviews. Uh, and their free professional design consultants are always on hand to help you out. Blinds, shades, shutters, whatever you need. 
Blinds.com. Right now, you'll save 35% site-wide. Go to Blinds.com, get up to 35% off site-wide going on right now. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All righty. So um, let me just let me just go over a, a couple of things. Um, MetLife and the Chamber of Commerce has a small business index survey. And they uh, conducted it in late January, and they found that 85% of small business owners say they're concerned about the effects of inflation on their business, up from 74% just before the holiday. Almost half of small business owners, 44%, say they are very concerned about their higher prices. Remember, this was in January. I think things are probably a little worse right now, don't you think? Mm-hmm. It's one of those mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. you know, I, I read um, the uh, diary of a guy in Germany. It's fascinating. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's fascinating. Um, and during the Weimar Republic, when inflation hit and then hyperinflation, he said, last week, we didn't know what the word hyperinflation ever, even meant. This week, it's all anyone is talking about. That's how fast mm-hmm things um things happen anyway um 76 percent said they are finding it difficult to manage higher costs because of inflation consumer prices rose 7.5 in 12 months and ending january fastest pace of inflation in four decades um inflation is uh, not only grown to soaring highs, but has also increased at a rapid pace. Less than a year ago, when the Chamber of Commerce uh, conducted the same survey, only 16% of small business owners cited inflation as a big concern. Think of that, 16%. Now it's 76% wow. very concerned. 41% of owners said they had to downsize by decreasing staff in order to cope. More than a quarter of the small business owners surveyed said the supply chain problems are their biggest concern, while slightly fewer, 24%, pointed to COVID-19 as their top trepidation. Both of these were dwarfed by the 33% who said inflation was the biggest concern. Majority of small businesses, 63%, said that the supply chain had been disrupted by the pandemic. The problem is, I mean, I have a, I have a trucker in the family, and uh, the problem is they can't afford to move the, good, the goods. They're not really getting any money, uh, an increase for the gas that really is handling all of this. So these truckers, I mean, how are they going? You think the supply chain is bad now. How are these truckers going to be able to do something if they can't afford the gas? Think about how much that gas is costing you. I'd love to hear from a trucker. What does it cost to fill your tank? And I have another question. What are those really big barrel things around the, you know, the exhaust pipes? Are those mufflers, you know, on each side of the door? You know what I mean? Those big, huge, round Mm -hmm, mm kind of, yeah. What are those? Are those mufflers? I don't know. I drove by one and I was like, you know, I don't even know what those are. I wonder what that is. Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, how much does it cost to fill a truck? Can you even imagine? And you can't eat that. Everything, every, I mean, it's in every single product, obviously, that you utilize on a daily basis. I mean, think about just like the Uber. You know, yeah. Think about the people who get around in Uber all the time. They're obviously going to have to jack these prices up. Have I don't to. know. I think they're have probably to. doing it already. 
But, you're, but you don't even understand. I mean, think of, you know, think of any medication that you take that is in a capsule. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, a, not a tablet, but a capsule. That capsule is made from petroleum bar yeah. products. Mm-hmm. Everything. Uh, you know, people are not thinking about the natural gas. Oh, uh, you know, we're just going to shut down the natural gas pipelines. Oh, are we? You know what makes uh, fertilizer? Natural gas. So natural gas, having a shortage of natural gas means you're not having the fertilizer uh, that you you always have. You can't make the fertilizer in the amounts that we need. So we're buying most of it already from Russia and China. You think that's going to go well? How much is it going to cost to get things from China if oil is $185 a barrel? How how much? How much? Right now in California, uh, they are paying $6.95 for regular. For regular. Mm. How is that going to impact the people of California? I mean, the people of California, I mean, you guys got to get out of there. You're so screwed. You're so screwed. You know, they just passed this thing where you can't build any more uh, single uh, family housing. And they're rezoning, rezoning things so you can have multifamily housing in these areas that were zoned forever for single family housing. You know, when you think about the zoning, um, you know, you might want to think, hmm. If there are four people to a house or four families to a house instead of one family to a house, how many cars have to be parked on the street? How many cars are now going to be on that small little street just driving? Gee, are the schools prepared for four times as many children? Is there a food desert? Because there probably be one now with four times as many people living in this area. Nobody is thinking about you can't make one small change and expect everything to fall into place. These all, all of this has been designed for reasons. And these these Marxists are coming in here thinking, oh, well, we can just it is honestly it is let's ban Russian oil. I'm all for it. If we open up our oil and not our oil reserve, not our strategic oil reserve, our, start pumping it. Open up your pipeline. Start pumping the, the, um, the natural gas again. If, guys, if we don't have natural gas, we don't have fertilizer. If we don't have fertilizer, we get half the food that we need just to feel, fill our own tables with food. Anyway, you know, the Fed keeps saying, oh, no, no, no. You know, it's really it's really great. I mean, the median, uh, the, the savings, people have more in their savings now than ever before. Does that feel right to you? Do you know people who are like, oh, I got so much in savings. I don't I really care. Right. Does that feel right to you? I hear that all the time. Well, it's true. If you look at the total, do Americans, 
do just Americans have more in their savings account? You mean like everyone in the country combined? Everyone in the country okay. combined. Okay. The answer is yes. Hmm. But if you look at the median, no. No, not so true. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Median all houses. If you are in the lowest 20%, you have zero. If you are in the second 20%, you uh, have $860. If you're in the middle 20%, uh, you might be able to scrape up uh, median all households $12,330. I think that's pretty great. I don't know a lot of people have $12,330. Do you have that in a bank account when you, when you were a median income person? That's a lot of money to have. Good chunk, a good little nest egg there. Yeah, good beginning yeah. to certainly an emergency plan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, top ten percent. Top ten percent has forty eight thousand one hundred dollars. Wow. Top ten percent of earners. Top one percent has one million six hundred twenty seven thousand eight hundred and twenty. So anybody, if you are living in the bottom fifty percent. You got nothing. You got nothing. Top 50%. You got something at the bottom of the top 50. And you got a lot if you're in the top one. Is this just cash on hand or is this, you know, does, this doesn't count like equity in your home per se, or does it? Do we know uh, how Federal Reserve courts, medium income, averages and mediums in the group. Uh, shows smaller tier averages or, but yeah, I don't know why um, I'm asking you this question. You have, yeah, course, I have absolutely no idea. Of course I don't you look no into those things. No. Okay. I <laughs> this don't is my job to look into these things and, yeah. uh, and I'll you have didn't. to do that. And you did. <laughs> I'm apparently not, uh, but that's a, that's, that's a fascinating thing because, you know, this is of course this type of stuff that they bring up all the time on the left and they say, this is income inequality. That's the problem. If we just had more equal incomes and higher tax rates, all these problems would be solved. Now, that doesn't make any sense when you actually break the numbers down, but this is their case for it. The thing with the with the maximum amount of savings that I keep hearing is the government flooded the market with so much money that many business uh, people who worked at businesses were able to, uh, you know, in, in a time that was scary, they mm-hmm. were able to put some of this money away and didn't take trips, didn't take vacations, didn't buy high ticket items for a while. And now that things are opening up, they're flooding the market for these high ticket items that were not being produced in 2020. Mm -hmm. And so now, as you always say, too many dollars chasing too few goods. And we're getting to that point where that inflation is hitting really hard at some point in the near future, of course, Glenn, because this is transitory. They are going to be able to ramp up production and meet that demand. And these problems are supposedly going to go away. Yeah. Look at look at the energy prices. Look at what's going on with Ukraine and Russia and how that's going to affect the global economy. God forbid, too, that China gets involved in Taiwan and if the same sorts of restrictions. Well, we really cannot afford to put those restrictions on China. It would ruin the global economy, not to mention our own specifically. Let's just say that we do, they don't take Taiwan. Let's just say they decide to take a hard line because they are now blaming us for Ukraine. Mm. Um, they're saying we did it. 
Um, and in some regards, you might say we didn't, but the Biden administration did. And the Biden administration uh, or Biden uh, family, along with the Obama administration, probably played a role in this. Um, however, it's Russia that invaded, not the United States. But China is now blaming us and they are blaming us internally not just externally, internally. They're saying all of this is going on because of the United States. So what happens to our supply lines? What happens to our oil? If we've decided not to open up oil here, instead, we said Venezuela, who is, by the way, a in-bed partner with Russia mm-hmm. and Iran, who, by the way, is a partner with Russia and China. What happens when we're asking all these countries to help us and they decide, you know what? There's an axis power here. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and I, you know, I keep thinking of this, too. There's so many questions that are open. Think of Russia right now, who we are. We are on television saying, yeah, Poland can give uh, jets to Ukraine to go and, um, you know, do all sorts of things in in Ukraine to protect them, which, of course, we all want that to happen. Uh, And we will backfill their air force. So essentially, we're the ones giving these jets to Ukraine. We are saying right. we are there's you know published reports all over the place of all of these you know missiles and air defense uh, mm-hmm. units and all the things we've stingers and javelins and all the things we're giving to uh, Ukraine. We're saying it. Think about what would happen if Russia was doing the same when we were going into Iraq, right? We if they were saying yeah. By the way, we are sending these weapons. We're outwardly doing it, and those are the things killing your soldiers. How would we react to that? Not well. Not well. And at some point, Russia, especially if they get a really strong resistance for a long period of time in Ukraine, is going to take action against us, whether it's through cyber attacks or through some other form of economic manipulation. I don't think they're going to start launching missiles at our cities, at least not yet. But there are plenty of things they can do and have given us a taste of it already that they can do kind of under the table without their hands on it and affect our lives in real ways. Do you think we're ready for a legitimate cyber attack from Russia? Do you think we are prepared for that in any way? How confident are you in our defenses on uh, that and our resilience uh, to that? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I I don't think America, I mean, you know, I was trying to explain uh war to the kids made them cry all weekend but tried to explain uh, (laughs) war to the kids this is a different war and this is what americans need to understand this is not like the war that all of us have known if you're my age okay i'm i'm 57 58 i don't know i'm 40 and uh (laughs) and i mean i remember vietnam and i remember it ending this isn't even vietnam Okay, that what is what is possible on the horizon here uh, is World War II depression kind of stuff. Okay, that's what's on the horizon. So please tell your congressmen and your senators, hey, shut up about shutting down the Russian oil unless 
It is coupled with opening up our own energy supplies. I'm all for cutting off Russian oil, but not if we are taking it from our strategic oil reserves and then whining and dining Iran, Saudi Arabia and Venezuela. That's suicide. Call your congressman and uh, your senator and tell them to start demanding we open up our own oil supplies. Back in just a second. If a thing is worth doing, it's worth doing right. This applies across the board. It applies nowhere so strongly as it does to the raising of our children. It is our duty given to us by God to raise our children the best way that we can. And we've always kind of had this feeling, at least in my generation, that oh, the schools are, you know, they're going to give them. No, they're not. No, they're not. We can't just feed and clothe them. It means teaching them the difference between right and wrong, bringing them up to understand the place where they live. And in the case of America, it means getting them to understand that you and I are passing along the baton of freedom to them. America has been the greatest shining light of freedom to the world that anybody has ever seen. There's nothing like America in history. Nothing. Get the kids started the right way by reading the Tuttle Twins books. They teach about American history, liberty, free markets, and so much more. They're a vital part of any home library. It's the TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Check out their 35% off sale. Check it out now. The special bonuses that are available just this week, including 12 activity workbooks for free. Do it today. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Let me go to uh, Lisa quickly in Texas. Hello, Lisa. Yes, hello. Hi, welcome. You're on the air. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to share, I had listened to your um, uh, discussion on uh, the COPPA system in Utah. I participated for about 10 years uh-huh. or so in there um, on various levels. Um, what happens, it, it's based off what the founders did in the early uh, 18th century, a caucus system where they, they got together, think of the Sons of Liberty. They got together in a political um, discussion in a secret place, and they had discussions, and they chose their leadership. This is basically what a caucus system is. Yeah. The neighbors get together, they choose their uh, state delegates and their uh, county delegates that would then go to the state and county conventions. Um, they would choose their precinct leaders and the leadership for their communities. And then those delegates right. would go back and, and interview the okay. candidates. Thank you. i got to cut you off because I have a network break. But it happens tomorrow. If you support Mike Lee, go tomorrow. I can't. I just don't know. You know, the problem is with some of these good guys like Mike Lee, everybody just assumes, ah, he's fine. Uh, no. No, he's not. No, he's not. Uh, There are a lot of weasel Republicans. Anyway, Relief Factor. Um, Let me uh, tell you about Heidi. She wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, it's great stuff. Been using it for over a year. No pain. I will continue to order it. I love it. Thank you. Heidi, thank you. Um, Brief, beautiful, right? She got her life back. Now she can go herd the sheep or whatever Heidi does in the mountains. Different Heidi. If you're dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors, and it has four key ingredients that attack inflammation in our body four different directions. It causes most of our pain. Give it a shot. All you have to lose 
is your pain and you get your life back if it works three week quick start try it for three weeks 70 percent of the people who try it go on to order more it's relieffactor.com 1-800 the number four relief 1-800 the number four relief relieffactor.com now's the time to join blaze tv blaze tv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn for 10 bucks off This is the Glenn Beck program. There are decades where nothing happens. And then there are weeks where decades happen. Vladimir Lenin. Let's go to uh, Ramsey, who's here in Texas. You're a tr- truck driver. Yes, sir. I, um, I own a couple trucks, and you were asking how much it costs to fill up a tank. Yeah. Uh, on my truck, I run two 125-gallon tanks, so 250 gallons to fill this truck up. Cost me right now $975. If I, um, I have a few friends that run a little bigger tank, and of course it costs them over a thousand. I this week, my family owns and operates a sawmill, so I have to drive a truck periodically. But we, we have a lot of equipment that we have to fuel up, and so we have a pretty good relationship with a local fuel dealer. And they're telling us that this week there will be a 30-cent hike. So we'll go from 390 to 420 And I'm already looking at increasing my trucking costs because of the increase in fuel. Okay, so are you able to get all you able to get all of that money back uh, when you're shipping loads? I do. Um, once I, because I, I pass that on to the, uh, to the consumer. Good. And okay. that's the issue is that once you... Trucking passes that on to whoever is shipping it to. Yes. Well, that's eventually going to hurt me because I'm buying groceries. So all of that stuff is shipped through trucks, and that's what really causes real increases in grocery prices. I Correct. I to a guy on RFDTV the other day talking about fertilizer. He's a big commercial farmer, mm-hmm. and he was saying that they were actually considering not planting some of their fields because of the cost of fertilizer. Well, what do you think that's going to do to produce at the grocery store? We're not going to be able to get it. It's not, you're not going to have to worry about whether or not it's high in price. You're just not going to be able to buy it. Thank you so much, Ramsey. Steve in Ohio, he's also a trucker. How much are you paying? Uh, I just got fuel the other day. 130 gallon of fuel cost me $670. That's about every other day. And I run local. Holy cow. And are you able to recoup all that money? Well, they got, yes and no. I mean, they give you a fuel surcharge, but, you know, the the cost of tires and everything, it's just so expensive right now. It's just almost not worth even having a truck anymore. Mm. Steve, thank you. Dan, uh, in Utah, Dan, go ahead. truck stop it's up 55 cents a gallon in a week at 490 a gallon average 150 gallons to 200 gallons a day and that's about 900 bucks how much is it how often do you have to fill up every day oh my gosh oh my gosh thank you uh dan appreciate it this is why things are going to continue to go up you have to remember that oil that you know we can go we got to get off we got to get off these fossil fuels 
We got to get off them. Uh-huh. Um, everything, everything from fertilizer to bug spray to the capsules that you eat to plastic to to the stuff that you wrap your meat in, let alone the stuff that keeps the bugs uh, and the uh, and the soil in a in a condition where you could grow the food to feed the cows and then move that food with a truck to where the cows are, then move the cows to where they can be uh, butchered, then wrapped in little plastic and styrofoam also from petroleum products and sent again by a truck to your grocery store where you drive in a car with gas to get to the grocery store and back. It's a, a miracle. It's a miracle that this system has worked. But it is it has been put together quite brilliantly. And it is uh, an economy that lasts and works around the price of one hundred dollars to one hundred and twenty dollars a barrel, anywhere from ninety to one hundred and ten or twenty with inflation. That's that's where our economy is supposed to be. That's the whole thing is designed around that. Once you get past that, everything starts to fall apart. That's the problem. Let me go to uh, uh, let me let me switch the topics here. CNN has stopped broadcasting in Russia. Now, they didn't do it to boycott. They did it because Putin has a new criminal code out. You ready for this one? They've stopped broadcasting because they're evaluating his criminal code. He just signed a law that effectively criminalizes any public opposition or independent news reporting about the war against Ukraine. Uh, It will imprison journalists for up to 15 years for for spreading fake news about the Russian military and the invasion of Ukraine. Uh, The new law set to take effect this last Saturday requires journalists to verify their reports on the war with a Russian official. Taking effect, uh, it will make it a crime to simply call the war a war, according to the New York Times. Now, they're very upset about this. They're very upset about this. They should be able to they should be able to decide what's fake news and what's not. How dare the government tell them? What's fake news? And then the government gets their their goon squad to silence all those who disagree with that. Yeah, well, in Russia, it is a little different. They actually uh, have a government that will put you in prison here. You just lose your livelihood. Uh, You're in a you're in a virtual prison, which is really nice. You can't do anything either. Which is really, really nice because of your fake news, even though it seemed like fake news about those truckers. Anyway, let's just talk about thank God we have those Canadian truckers behind those virtual bars where they belong. There's just no reason to go down the road where you start to look more and more like Russia, right? I mean, obviously what Russia has done is an incredible escalation to this, but... Can There's I no play, reason to go down that road. Can I play cut 10, please, Justin Trudeau? Uh, and, uh, and, and he says there's some slippage. There's some slippage. Leakages? We we've come to a moment that, quite frankly, mm-hmm. we've seen coming 
over the past years. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about it in, in, in the news, not just about Ukraine, but about democracies around the world, that we see a bit of a slippage mm. in our democracies. Huh. Huh. Countries turning towards slightly more authoritarian leaders. What? Yeah. Yeah. Countries allowing increasing misinformation and disinformation to be shared on social media, oh, turning people against allowing. the values and the principles of democracy. <laughs> okay, so stop, strong. stop, just for a second. We see a, a slippage of our democracies, uh, and we see it when these, these <laughs> democracies allow people <laughs> online to disagree with the government line what wow that's no you might uh you might want to examine yourself here justin that whole definition of how it's slipping uh might tell you a little something about which side you're actually on you keep saying these words i do not <laughs> think, think it mean, means what you think, think it, it means, means. <laughs> elon musk said some governments have asked spacex to block russian state media on its starlink internet satellites but said we will not do so unless at gunpoint now here's a guy that uh, has created all kinds of jobs, is reinventing the entire market, is, is, is doing the electric cars because he believes in global warming, okay? But you don't hear, there's no one on the left supporting Elon Musk's. No one. You know why? That's so weird. He's not creating good union jobs. That's I, why. I guess, but I mean, he's yeah. the global warming guy. Yeah, he's I know. He's building spaceships to plan to escape the earth because he believes mm -hmm. global warming is so mm -hmm. dangerous. Mm -hmm. And yet they, you go off that reservation for one second, man. Oh, I, you're it's, done. It's really incredible. He says one, he wants to open up one of his factories to build the electric cars to save the planet from what you keep saying is the most, uh, uh, the existential threat that we all have to fight against. Yeah. And he wants to open up his factory during COVID. Yeah. And now you guys won't talk to him anymore. Well, they also won't talk to him because of things like this. Hopefully, quoting him this weekend, hopefully it's now extremely obvious that Europe should restart dormant nuclear power stations mm. and increase power output of existing ones. This is critical to national and international security. Also, nuclear is vastly better for global warming than burning hydrocarbons for energy. For those who mistakenly think this is a radiation risk, Pitch, pick what you think is the worst location. I will travel there and eat locally grown food on TV. I did this in Japan many years ago, shortly after Fukushima. Radiation risk is much, much, much lower than most people believe. Oh, absolutely. He's right on that. I, it, it amazes me on how many people have said, did you hear that, that they bombed the... They bombed the uh, the nuclear power plant. There might be a crack there. What do you think that means? Not much. No, I, I don't think you heard me. Uh, <laughs> there might be some radiation. What do you think it means? Not much. Here's what I think. Here's what I think you should be saying instead. Um, did you notice that Russia now has control of the largest nuclear power plant and now can turn down the power? But that shouldn't be a problem because... That's what the EU was doing anyway to all the nuclear power plants, wasn't it? Just mm -hmm. taking them offline or turning that power down. Uh, have you noticed that there's a, there's a problem at the gas pump? Have you noticed that one? No, I don't. What are you talking about? 
uh, just so you're going to be paying, uh, you know, uh, probably eight dollars a gallon for gas right now. And uh, and you're worried about the the radiation leak. Huh. You you uh, you might want to you might want to think things through again, maybe reorder some of your priorities. All righty. So have you decided to take the plunge yet? You're going to sell your home, move to another one. Okay, deep breaths. <sighs> Should be deeper than that. <gasps> May I recommend if you are moving, you move to a place where there are lots of farmers. I'm just saying, and lot, not, not a lot of other people. I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just deep breaths. Here's a real question. Uh, what are you going to do? How are you going to do this? How are you going to sell your house? If it's a good market where you live now, how are you going to sell your house? Where are you going to move to? If you live in a bad place, how are you going to sell your house? Period. You need the best real estate agent you can find a really good one. He or she is going to help you figure everything out from the selling end to the buying end. It's a complex process. And especially now when housing prices, hey, did you hear who one of the big biggest buyers of banks? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, biggest buyers of houses are now? I know I already gave it away. Banks. Yeah. Yeah. Banks. Why are banks buying all these houses and paying so much more over price? Why are they? Huh. That's it's weird. It's almost like in the future we won't own anything. Yeah, which means we rent it from somebody. I wonder who that someone is. Did you hear about the leak at the nuke plant? Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there, find the right real estate agent, and buy and sell your home with comfort. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the Glenbeck program. So how are you doing, Stu? What'd you uh, what'd you do over the weekend? My uh, my house was interesting, but what happened to your house? Well, with all the craziness in the world, sometimes mm-hmm. you're thankful. Mm-hmm. I uh, this was the beginning of my son's baseball season this weekend. Ah, so I got to sit at a baseball field and watch him play. That's fun. Went four for six, eight stolen bases, no big deal. And uh, <laughs> but he's not he's not with a competitive dad. No, not at all. No, not at all. Not no. one that's keeping his stats on a new app. I downloaded to record all of his yeah, accomplishments. And not not even. No. You're uh, not thinking about that. You're not living through him. No, not at all. Yeah, not, not at all. Right, yeah. Um. So, but it's interesting to see that uh, you take like there are times. Obviously, you're doing all the travel. You're you're at games all day. You're driving them all over the place, and it gets to be a stress. Uh huh. And you realize how silly that is, I think, in yes. times like this. Yes. There's that thought of, uh, I heard a guy talking about this at one point where he's saying, like, if you go to the end of your life and you're sitting there at the end of your life and you want to take a time machine to go back at any point, you might very well pick a point like that. You know what I mean? Where you're snuggling with your kid, where you're playing baseball with your kid. I, I oh, would, you are. That's what you're going to pick. And yeah. it's, if you're if you're annoyed at it now, try to put that in perspective. 
at the end of your life, it's very likely you'll pick that type of moment if you had a time machine to go back and experience yeah, one last here's time. Here's what I won't because my daughter is, um, you know, she's doing all this acting stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so we drive her uh, about 30, 40 minutes to the theater, then drive back, then drive to, then drive back every day. <laughs> And uh, she's, doing, she's really good at this, too. Yeah, she's very yeah. good at it. And we want to support her and everything else. But, you know, it gets to the point to where, you know, you know, Rafe and I look at each other, you know, like, are we ever going to see mom and Cheyenne again? No, no, <laughs> Rafe, it's just you and me and the dog. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it gets it, overwhelming. It gets a little overwhelming. It gets a little overwhelming. Yeah, you, you have to walk that line. And I, I see parents in all these, you know, that are on his team, all dealing with it different ways. You know, some kids, some parents are taking them to you know, 45,000 games a weekend. Some are like, look, you'll pick one thing and we'll do it. And we'll support you, but we're not going to be, we're not going to make you into a machine at, you know, 10 years old. Yeah. And it's, it's a tough balance because you want to be supportive. You want to give them the best chance they can to enjoy what they're doing and all that. But you know, the bottom line is you still have to be a family and, and be able to spend time together and, and have those moments outside of that structure And what's really well. weird is we hate call, uh, carting them around because we want to spend time with them in the house. And they would rather spend the time of us carting them around than sitting in the same room and watch a movie with us or, right. you know, play cards <laughs> or a game. Yeah. It's kind of uh, it's kind of screwed up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of screwed <laughs> yeah. up because mm-hmm. we'll both regret it in the end. This is the Glenn Beck Program.